This is most certainly true. In the greatest act of selfless mercy, God sent His own Son into our world to die for your sins. And we can't stop talking about it. We now present this sermon, recently delivered at Grace, to you. Our first reading, Daniel chapter 12. Words that will also serve as the focus for this morning's sermon. Those who sleep in the dust will awake to eternal life. At that time, Michael, the great prince who protects your people, will arise. There will be a time of distress such as not happened from the beginning of nations until then. But at that time, your people, everyone whose name is found written in the book, will be delivered. Multitudes who sleep in the dust of the earth will awake, some to everlasting life, others to shame and everlasting contempt. Those who are wise will shine like the brightness of the heavens, and those who lead many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. The word of the Lord. The song. Worse? How could it get worse? Of all the things racing through his mind early in the morning, that one was stuck on repeat. Lying there in his bed in the quiet darkness of the morning, he was staring at the ceiling, wondering how he could possibly find the strength to make it through yet another day. By this time now, he was an old man, and oh my, had he been through a lot. As a young teen, Daniel was kidnapped and captured, ripped away from his home and replanted more than 400 miles away in the land of Babylon. As a young man, he faced the fire as King Nebuchadnezzar tested and threatened him and others, but by God's strength, he made it through that. Shortly after, some of his friends and fellow leaders, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, literally faced the fire when they refused to bow down and worship the image of the king and were thrown into the fiery furnace. We heard about that a few weeks ago in church. God delivered from that as well. Daniel watched as the power of the crown passed from Nebuchadnezzar to his son. He was around when that son was assassinated. He was around as the Persians swept in and the kingdoms changed, just as God had shown Daniel would happen in a vision. As Daniel lay there early in the morning in the darkness, retracing these vivid events of his life, he froze on one particular moment. It was in that same bedroom, that time that Daniel was praying with windows wide open and he was caught 
by his enemies, by those who hated him, the ones who had duped Persian king Darius into throwing Daniel into the lion's den. There in the quiet darkness of the morning, Daniel's ears still echoed with the deafening roars of those lions as if he was still with them. Somehow God delivered him from that too. Nearly 70 years he lived as an exile away from home. He had been through so much. He had seen so much wickedness, evil, assassination, persecution. And now, just the day before, God had given Daniel another vision that the power and the kingdom would shift again, this time, to Greece. That meant there would be more fighting, more bloodshed, more death. And God continued this vision and said this to Daniel from the first lesson this morning in Daniel chapter 12. God said, There will be a time of distress such as has not happened from the beginning of nations until then. Lying in his bed in the quiet darkness, that one word, Sarah, distress, sent shivers down Daniel's spine. More distress? More trouble? More things to worry about and have anxiety? Lord, as if I haven't been through enough, you're saying there's going to be more distress like has never been seen? Worse, how can things be worse? Now in his mid-80s or older, Daniel wondered how he could possibly find the strength in the darkness of the morning to get up, to rise out of bed and face the darkness that this world has to offer. Have you been there before? Lying in bed, in the darkness, staring at the ceiling, Wide awake, eyes wide open, but bloodshot eyes from yet another poor night of sleep. Joints aching, lower back throbbing. But it's not a, a matter of energy or effort to get up in the morning. No, your still damp pillow reminds you of the tears that you poured out at night wrestling with God in prayer. Why, Lord? Why am I suffering so much? When am I ever going to catch a break? And then, like Daniel, you start retracing the vivid events of your life that you've been through, the grave sites you've stood by, the dear friends you've lost touch with, the family rift that rips apart your heart, the love of your life who left you, the broken, shattered dreams, the pieces of which you can't seem to put back together, the news stories that terrify you, the pandemic that haunts you. Distress? Definitely. Tons of trouble. Anxiety? Worry? Oh, you betcha. And now the words of God through Daniel ring out through the centuries and reverberate in your ears. Tsara, distress, more distress like I've never seen before. Worse, God, how can things get worse? 
Kind of like when a parent comes into the bedroom of a child in the morning and says, rise and shine, and then the kid sort of puts the covers over the head to hide. No, I just can't get up today. Not like we have this problem in my house. Uh, Perhaps some days you feel just like that. I can't. I can't take it anymore. How am I supposed to rise and get up and face all the darkness in this world? Such is the roller coaster ride of life ever since sin has infiltrated this world and infected our own hearts. Satan and his evil angels rise and advance against us, and, and weak and weary hearts stumble amid all this chaos. How easy to despair! How easy to doubt and how strong is that temptation to just give in and give up. If your heart is hurting, if you feel like the walls of this world are closing in on you, if you feel like darkness is enshrouding you, if you hear this message of tsara, darkness and distress that will only increase in this world and that terrifies you, Well then, my dear friends, take heart. Because God had more to say to Daniel, and he has more to say to us too. God doesn't have a message of fear. He has a message of comfort for us, for his people, the belittled and beleaguered, the battered and badgered here in this sin-wrought world. Yes, God says here in Daniel and in many other places of Scripture, as the end, as judgment day comes near, it's going to get worse. But God also says this. Daniel chapter 12, verse 1, the first lesson this morning, God said, at that time, Michael, the great prince who protects your people, will arise. Take heart, be strong, don't be afraid, because Michael will rise and shine to protect us with his power. Well, who's Michael, you ask? I'm glad you asked. Michael is a Hebrew name, Michael, that means who is like God. Michael appears five times in the Bible, twice in Daniel 10, once in Daniel 12, once in the book of Jude, and once in Revelation. In the book of Jude, Michael is clearly identified as an archangel of God. Is he the only one? Are there more? We don't know. But what we do know is that here God is telling us the archangel Michael and all the other angels are with us, with their power to protect us. I'm not so sure this is something that we think about often as God's people. To be honest, I'm not sure I can remember any day that I woke up in the morning and thought, man, there's so much darkness and evil in this world, but good thing the Archangel Michael and the other angels are with me today. Maybe that speaks to God's care and love. Even though we don't know it or recognize or realize the Archangel Michael who is like God with his power and all the other hosts of The armies of angels are with us in this cosmic battle for this world and our souls. But don't wait and worry with bated breath wondering, well, who's going to win? 
Don't wait for a notification on your phone from the Washington Press to announce who's won the battle. Scripture already tells us. Listen to what Revelation chapter 12 has to say. Then war broke out in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon, and the dragon and his angels fought back. But he was not strong enough, and they lost their place in heaven. The great dragon was hurled down, that ancient serpent called the devil, or Satan, who leads the whole world astray. Satan was not strong enough. Satan did not win. This is past tense kind of stuff. But it's not because of Michael. No, God would need someone else. And so you see, God did not just send Michael, someone who is like God. God sent Emmanuel, one who is God, God with us. And it's just as the Lord himself had promised to us. In fact, in just a few weeks during this church season we call Advent, right before Christmas, we will hear once again this year the promise of our God through the prophet Isaiah, spoken to us, the people in darkness. We'll hear these words. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. And then just a week or two later on our lessons and carols service, and on Christmas Day itself, on both days, we will hear the good news announced to us in the Gospel of John. In the beginning was the Word, that's Jesus, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. In Him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. And Jesus will grow up to say with his own lips, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. It may seem some days like this world is just too much. Like the darkness of this world is overwhelming you, but Jesus himself tells us, take heart. I have overcome the world. Indeed, it was Jesus himself, the light of the world, who always was shining with the brilliance of his perfection. He faced pain. He faced hurt and rejection and sadness, just like we do. But it was Jesus who was always shining in righteousness, perfect trust for his Father, perfect love for his Father and for other people. He did that for you. He did that to cover over the darkness of our despair and doubt and sin with the light of his own perfection. Even the darkest doom that this world has to offer, the darkness of death, even death was not enough to overshadow the light of this world. As Jesus hung on the cross on Good Friday, and literal darkness of this world clouded in around him in the middle of the day, so also the darkness of sin closed in on him. Our sin, the darkness of our despair and doubt, the clouds of our shame and guilt covered over on Christ. 
That's when this battle of Revelation 12 took place. Michael and his angels against Satan and the demons and Jesus squared off one-on-one versus Satan, the light of the world versus the prince of darkness. But it was Jesus who raised the victory cry. It is finished. And it was Jesus who proved it. He proved it. In the darkness of the early morning on Easter Sunday, it was Jesus as the one to rise and shine. The devil was crushed. The darkness of death was defeated. Light and life won, which means, my friends, we have won. And so now back to Daniel. Back to Daniel. God revealed to Daniel that there would be distress in the end times like the world has never seen. But he promised the protection of Michael and the angels. And then God also said this. Again, in Daniel chapter 12, God said, But at that time, the end times when things are bad, at that time, your people, everyone whose name is found written in the book, will be delivered. That's you. That's me. We have our names written in the book of life, permanently etched there through the blood of the Lamb, Jesus Christ. We will be the ones delivered. And what will that look like, you ask? God continues and he says this, Multitudes who sleep in the dust of the earth will awake, some to everlasting life, others to shame and everlasting contempt. God's talking about judgment day. When the Lord Jesus returns in glory, everyone will be raised and either go to life in heaven or death in hell. But don't fret, don't fear. You know your fate. God tells us in verse 3. In verse 3, the Lord says, Those who are wise will shine like the brightness of the heavens, and those who lead many to righteousness like the stars, forever and ever. We are those wise people because God has given to us faith in our Savior, Jesus Christ. Jesus once said, Because I live, you also will live. You see, this is what God is talking about here to Daniel. Because Jesus was the one first to rise and shine, we will rise and shine. We will rise to life forever in heaven. We will shine in the glory of God forever and ever in heaven. What joy and hope and comfort are ours. Lying there in his bed, in the darkness of the early morning, Daniel's heart was racing. Worse? How could it get worse? But then in the darkness of the early morning, a smile beamed across Daniel's face as he remembered the words of his God. The protection of Michael and his angels. The promise of life in heaven. There is meaning in life. There is purpose and value in life that we get to know and see the light of the world and then share that light with others who are also lost in darkness. And best of all, there is hope in the darkness of this world. A hope which only God himself can give through his son Jesus Christ. A hope that he gave to Daniel and a hope that he gives to you and to me. And perhaps this hope 
is best summed up in the very last verse of the whole book of Daniel. Just a couple verses later, God says this. As for you, Daniel, go your way till the end. You will rest. And then, at the end of the days, you will rise to receive your allotted inheritance. And my friends, so will you. Amen. Thanks for listening. To learn more about God's grace or to support this ministry, please visit gracedowntown.org today. This grace is for you. bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look on you with favor and give you peace.